When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Welcome back, Eddie. How you it's been, doing? It's been a little while, huh? How you doing? a little doing? vacay mid-season, like, you know, it was all good. I, I, you, know, I, you know what? I, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. But I will say, uh, you know, this week has been kind of a rough week. You know, lost a lost a dear friend and Dave yes. King. You know, rest in peace. Um, and this is one of the things I do look forward to the most. And so last week was, you know, was, you know was, I was a little lost. I bring the best out of you. <laughs> you know, I understand it. I mean, trust me, it's it's hard not to be around me. <laughs> like Jesus. an aura that I give off. Could you ever word something so conceited in your life? I'm just telling you the truth. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, as you walking toward the sun early in the morning, you just gaze. And you see EJ and you're like, man, you know, it's a, I get it. You know, look, I'm roughing it up a little bit. You know, I haven't been doing son's game. So, you know, just let everybody know I, I can grow a beard like Saul. <laughs> Saul, I'm not going to let it hang low like he does, though. You know, I, I'm not into the, the beard hanging off my face. I just like it cut, you know. Is his beard really that low? Like, you know, well, it's off I mean, his face. It's just, you know, it's off his face. There are people you know, like, mine is like attached to my face. I wish, listen, man, if, 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 if I had the kind of hair that I could grow like a beard, oh, I absolutely would. Yeah, you look like, yeah, you can't connect. I can't, man. That's why I, every, every, time, every time I go to the barber, um, I tell him to like fade me up. And then cut it, cut this right here because it's all scraggly right over here by my ear. So I'm just like, nah, man. Why you can't connect? That's I don't like, know, man. I don't know. My dad could. It must be the white side of me because that's my mom's side. Yeah, I mean, that. you know, see how mine connects? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go to the barbershop this morning and get it kind of trimmed. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I throw a little just for man on a lot sometimes. You know, people give me a hard time. Daddy, why you, why you got to do that? Because it's my damn hair. <laughs> I can do whatever I want to do with my hair. Now, if I put it in your hair, different story. True. But it, I got some hair. I can do it. I remember Clyde Drexler and Charles Barkley used to give me a hard time. They'd be like, why don't you just go ahead and just let it go on gray, man? Why you got to do that? You know, it was at the mm-hmm. end of my career. I had a little, you know, a little gray then, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I, you know, I told him, I put me a little just for man that had died up a little bit. And they're like, man, why don't you just let it go, man? Let it go. I said, okay, I'll make a deal with both of you all. Why don't you all stop shaving your head mm-hmm. and grow that horseshoe? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and Clyde's had that that horseshoe for a minute. Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, pretty much got rid of it. pretty much since he left Houston as in, in college. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's hilarious. Well, uh, speaking of uh, shining, you know the Suns are, are shining uh, pretty bright right now. They're they're on a roll. Winners of nine of their last eleven. Uh, you know, they, they, they hit a little bit of a rough patch, uh, two games against Indiana and Orlando, but they seem to have fixed some of those issues and fourth quarter, still a little tricky, a little dicey from time to time, but luckily for them, they've had such big leads in those fourth quarters that it hasn't really mattered. Nothing's gotten really close, uh, to mm-hmm. under 10 points you know you've you've been watching them from afar now for two weeks and, and, and kind of assessing how, how they are at this moment. How do you feel about the status of the sun? I'm I'm almost there in mm-hmm. that regard. It's still work in progress. But again, I, what did I talk about reps? 
these guys continue to play together, uh, the big three is going to get better. You know, it just takes time to get used to each other on the basketball court. And I know people look at the names on the paper and they say, oh, man, they should be doing this. Takes time, especially when you have three strong-minded individuals that were like alpha dogs on on the teams that they were on by themselves. And now you bring them together, it's difficult. And then it's really difficult for the guys around them because they don't know when to be aggressive, when not to be aggressive. And we've seen it time and time again with some of these role guys, right? We've seen it even with Eric Gordon early in the year. Now Eric Gordon is like, please, I'm open, I'm shooting it. Mm -hmm. Grayson Allen, I'm open, I'm shooting it. Uh, uh, Drew Eubanks, who got off to a good start, lost confidence, and now when he catches in the paint, he's going for it. Yeah, Nurkic, going for it. It's like now it's it's understandable. You're more comfortable in that space of stepping out of your space to be aggressive. And that's what we're seeing. And we're seeing some happiness. Obviously, the two losses on this trip was disappointing. Uh, those are two games that they should have won. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. That's the NBA marathon. You know, you're going to have bad games. We've had our share this year. But overall right now, they look good. I mean, shooting the ball, moving the ball. I thought defensively they were much better yesterday against a very good scoring team in Brooklyn. Uh, But I said this time and time again, Saul, and Suns fans get it and understand it. If this team gets more field goal attempts – and don't turn the ball over at a high level, they're going to win. They're going to win. Most teams can't outscore them. 136 last night. Mm-hmm. All right? e- an easy 136. Take care of the ball. Well, they had seven turnovers against Miami, mm-hmm. and they were up 20. I'm telling you, no one is going to outscore them. But the bugaboo, turning it over, giving teams second chances on the glass, right, that is it. If they can cut that out and get more shots per game, it's going to be hard to beat them. You know, we, we got the trade deadline coming up. There's been a lot of rumors about a lot of players. Um, when you look at the, at the Suns right now, um, I, I'm, on, I'm on this side of I don't think that they have everything yet to win a championship, but they're very close. What's the one thing that you feel like they're missing that they need to shore up before the trade deadline? I think they need to, uh, it, one hand, because I'm going to protect those guys that's here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like, in certain periods of the game, put in Saban Lee or put in Jordan Goodwin, who handles the ball, right, to get the ball out of the big three's hands because it puts them in a position of facilitator, which they should be the ones that's taking the shots. Mm-hmm. And I think in the fourth quarter, it's gotten us in trouble because now you got, you got you know, Katie or Devin or Bradley Beal, they're caught in the middle of, you know, if I got the ball and I'm bringing it up, should I be facilitating or do, do I bring it up and just shoot it and nobody touches it? Mm-hmm. That is a serious conundrum for point guards. And that's why point guards, for the most part, are guys that aren't offensively minded at a high level, right, for the most part. So I would like to see if if those two aren't the answer, then somehow, some way, trade deadline, buyout market, try to find a veteran point guard that you know, and it doesn't have to be somebody that's tremendous. Just somebody that can get the ball to court, pass the ball, get the heck out of the way, and if it comes back to you, you're capable of making a shot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it, and that'll cut down those turnovers in the fourth quarter, man, because that has been our bugaboo all year long. I think, you know, there's there's two things that I look at with this team that I feel like they need to shore up. I think they need somebody, you know, I've been saying this all season, and now they, they have improved on the defensive side in, in the, the last several games, but I would still like to see uh, another player that that comes in that has a little bit of a grit kind of griminess to their game, a little bit of physicality, uh, a dog, if you will. Um, I would like to see that. And then, two, I think they could use another leader on the floor as well, like somebody, a a vocal leader, somebody that's going to hold guys accountable. I think, you know, they do their best internally to try and and manage that. Um, But I don't know, outside of Devin Booker, if we really have the DNA within this group that, that can really challenge people like a CP3 did um, or, or, or other guys that, that have shown that kind of capability. So I think 
you know, somebody that can represent that doesn't even have to be a best player. Like somebody like a PJ Tucker, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that would hold guys accountable. He might not play a lot. If, and if they got him on the bio market, he might not play, you know, more than 10, 15 minutes a game. But his leadership um, means a lot uh, to to a team like this. So I think that's something. Um, and, and we'll see how this all unfolds, because they're right there. They're right there. They can they can compete with anybody. But when you get into the grit of the playoffs and things slow down a bit and things get a little bit more physical, I, I I don't know if they have all the assets necessary to be able to overcome somebody like mainly the Clippers and the Nuggets. To me right now, I know the Nuggets are the Nuggets. That's all well and good. I know that they're championship contenders. They're the defending champs. And they are the favorites in the Western Conference. But the Clippers, to me, uh, they have their own version of a big three, and they have the depth necessary as well. And those two combined make them a very, very uh, challenging prospect for the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns should they match up with them in the playoffs. So that's the team I keep looking at. I'm like, how would we do against them? And right now I feel like they would have a slight edge, and they've proven that a couple times already this year. So Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think we always want to look at the physicality part and get tougher. Uh, and you mentioned PJ, no, and I love PJ, uh, but I just don't know how much he would play. Yeah, like because he he would become a liability on the court in regards to his offense. Now, he does shoot the corner three well. I don't know if the confidence level is still there to do it, uh, but you know, his physicality would be good. But I would love to see them get somebody with some physicality that is a semi better threat all over the floor. Mm-hmm. So he's not a liability out there. Uh, I think so that's something I'm sure they're going to be looking for as well and something that they need. Uh, and there's going to be players out there. Unfortunately, the Suns aren't in a position to make tons of trades because of that second apron mm-hmm. and, you know, the salary cap situation and all of that. Having obviously three top players on their team, put them in that position. But they will be able to get their hands on somebody. Uh, and, and it's not going to be somebody that's going to wow you, okay? It's just somebody that can come in and do their job like Josh Okogie does uh, every night. It's those kind of dirt yeah. workers that, that you're going to need. Uh, and, yeah, the Clippers, they scare me, but the Clippers historically are like the Dallas Cowboys here over the last 25 years. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, they might not like that I said that. I don't I mean, care. You're you not know wrong. that. I don't care. Uh, but they do. Like it's like whatever. What, what Stephen they say? Whatever's going. What, whatever you think is going to go wrong, it goes wrong mm-hmm. with them. And so I'm not buying them 100 percent totally because of the health issues that they've suffered over the years and the inconsistencies. Uh, come playoff time, I remember what in the bubble they were what three one. Uh, was it three one uh, against? Was it against? Uh, oh yeah, against the Nuggets. Against the Nuggets, and they blew it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm respectful of them, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'm not afraid. Of okay, them. Uh, I'm fair. just not. That's fair. Um, I will say this too. You know, a lot of people are are you know. They've questioned, you know, the rumors and, you know, there's certain individuals out there that are a little bit unsavory in the public opinion, which is, I think, warranted. But I will say this, and I'm not excusing anything that should happen because I don't know what's going to happen. But um, you have to realize where the Suns are right now as a franchise with their big three, the salary cap, all the ramifications that will happen tenfold starting this next calendar year. So this this season is basically your last opportunity with the wiggle room that the little wiggle room that you do have to be able to bring in talent to be able to help reinforce what you have because next year it gets significantly more difficult like your trade swaps can only be one for one you can't do multiple player trades the cap ramifications like there's just too many restrictions on you starting next year mm. and so you have to you have to at least explore every opportunity you might not take every opportunity and you might not like every opportunity, but you do do have to at least explore it. And that's what I would say um, when we're talking about individuals out there that might be a little bit more toxic in public opinion. And I think we all know who we're talking about, but I'm not going to put EJ in that position to talk about it. So I'm going to say it. So that's the thing that I want to make sure that we all know is because you have to 
you have to look at these options. I'm not saying you need to take them. I would be absolutely against taking one of them. But outside of that, I think you have a lot of opportunity here to improve your team. And this is your last chance to really do that at a higher level than next season. No, I'm not afraid. to. I, I, who are you talking about? Miles Bridges. Okay, I know. Uh, listen, the, the, what I will say to this, and, and I think you know, I mean, I I spend a lot of time. I have a tremendous organization. Yep, yep. Uh, helping hands for single moms. Uh, I've raised, uh, you know, millions of dollars over the last number of years uh, helping this organization. Uh, it's highly supported in the Valley. We have a tremendous weekend every year sending these moms to school, uh, making sure that they're taken care of, that they're getting all the support that they need to be able to raise their family but also go after their goals. Mm -hmm. And so we send them to college. We make sure that they have cars. We make sure that they have no stress, whether it's babysitters, car breaks down, get it fixed for free. Uh, we really grab hold of them and allow them to be successful. And so that's my infomercial. So if anybody ever <laughs> wants to you know, support Helping Hands for Single Moms, I encourage you to do it in whatever way volunteerism or obviously writing the check because it all goes to a great cause every single dime. Uh, and so in saying that, I, you know, and I've said this time and time again, women are the most strongest people on the face of this earth. They put up with so much. Mm -hmm. My mom's 94 years old, raised seven kids by herself and she's still viable. She's still here. I believe God put her, kept her here because she was mom and dad. So he's combining both years. Mm -hmm. That's just how I view it. Uh, and so, you know, I understand that part of it. Uh, Miles Bridges did something that wasn't, you don't do. Mm -hmm. You don't do. Uh, and he's got to spend the rest of his life making it right. And the way I look at it is, he's gonna he's got to put himself in that position to do it. But he's also got to still do his job. Mm -hmm. And in saying that, wherever he plays, if he plays here, if he plays in another city, he's got to attach himself uh, to women's groups and make sure that, you know, he wants to, he wants to, you know, put himself in a situation where, you know, he'll never be forgiven 100%, but at least he'll be a good voice for what not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way I view it. And I know some fans might not like whatever city he goes to and they might want to fight it, and that's fine. But as long as he's out there making amends and doing the right thing, then I'll be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's just the key. Uh, but from a basketball standpoint, he's a tremendous basketball player. Mm -hmm. He's a 2010 guy. And like you said, the salary cap – makes it unique because he doesn't have, he's got a tradable contract uh, and he's in a position now where he's not going to get a huge contract anymore. So he's going to probably try to put himself in a good position mm -hmm. to where he can, you know, achieve that, but also have success. So that's just my point on it. And either way, how it happens, if it happens, I'm just looking at, okay, what are you doing off the court? to make amends for the mm. mistake that you made. A million percent. You know, I listen, um, I, it's a complicated and it is a toxic topic for a lot of fans. And, and we totally get that. Um, I think it, your point is taken for sure in terms of what are you doing to try and, you know, better yourself, mm. learn from the, from the situation. Uh, there is the other issue of this is a repetitive issue now. Um, and there is, a court case coming up in February that is just, uh, it's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. it's, it, and it's something that you have to acknowledge and you have to acknowledge it on various degrees. And whether people want to choose to acknowledge it or not, or they want to look the other way for, for basketball purposes, or if they truly believe that uh, whatever Miles says in terms of his rehabilitation to try and better himself, it, it's, it's completely up to every individual. And it's not an easy topic and it's not an easy situation to talk about because you know, it's hard to mm -hmm. look at an individual like that and know that you've invested so much time and effort and, and emotion into your team and thinking that, you know, these are good guys. It's the reason why Cam and Mikel 
are so revered here in the in the valley because mm -hmm. they just genuinely are good people and people want to support good people. So then when you counteract that with somebody that might be like a Miles Bridges type to come in here, it is hard to look at your team and want to root for the team while also not liking a specific player for whatever the reason, right? And and this obviously it would be a domestic violence reason and I think both are warranted. And it's going to put a lot of Suns fans in a position to have to deal with both of those if that yeah. should happen. And it's... You, you know what I would say to people? Because sometimes people, when they see that someone does something, like I grew up in the inner city of Chicago. My brothers, uh, my cousin, uh, we're gangbangers. They took lives. I'm not going to hide that. Uh, when you put yourself in a gangbanging situation, you're shooting at people. You're, you're not doing good. My brother lived half his life in prison. Uh, my cousin died at 18, uh, killed at 18. And so I grew up in that environment. And, you know, so many people out there that have done wrong, but we can make them better by not being so negative toward it and then try to help them. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times people want to just, they want to rip on people. They want to persecute people. They want to just, they want to just dig a grave for them, get rid of them. No, that's, this is when you want to help people to turn them around because it'll make the world a better place. We reach out and help people instead of always trying to sit at home and rip people. What are you doing? Like I always tell people, what are you leaving behind? Mm. Like this life is short. Man, look, I'm serious. I'm, I'm 64, and I'm telling you, I don't know how the heck I got from 30 to 64 this fast. <laughs> I just don't. But I feel good. You know why? Because every day I'm trying to do something, like to leave something behind. I keep telling people, it's no U-Haul behind a hearse. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, so what are you leaving behind? Like, Instead of like putting people down and looking at yourself and thinking you're perfect when you're not perfect, okay? The word perfect is a lie. So what are you leaving behind? Like stop concentrating on other thoughts of other people, right? And they want to rip other people. Oh, he's no good. He's... What are you doing? Like look in the mirror and tell yourself, what are you doing to help guys like Miles Bridges or anyone else that has made mistakes? What are you doing? Are you just beating down on them or are you going to try to find a way to help? Them? You know, and that's what I would tell people. Like if, if that happened and he, then he did come here in a trade, I would like people to think positive and say, okay, we're going to try to do everything we can. So this young man could never, ever think of doing anything like this again and put pressure on him to be able to go out and do things like I just said. Right. Help women's organizations. Make sure that you keep the focus on him. I thought that's what rehabilitation was all about. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. some people look at rehabilitation as just just put them away. No, no, no. If you're going to put them away, you're supposed to teach them to be better people. So when they get out, they don't do it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the people get distorted with that, man. And and so I, I live that life. I I wouldn't I would I could write a book on that stuff. It would scare a lot of you all. OK. <laughs> And I tell you what, never was in a gang, even though they said I was, never was, okay, never harmed anybody. But you know what? I was this close from going to the other side. And it took people to keep me away from going to that other side. And that's what you got to do with your effort instead of putting people down. I appreciate that, man. I really do. Exactly. That was a great perspective, man. Uh, well, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna drink on this show, but uh, you know, sometimes some of these topics will, might drive you to drink. I don't know. Who knows? But you might as well take it easy and 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 enjoy a craft beer. Uh, at Four Peaks, if you're going to drink at all. And so uh, enjoy Four Peaks. They got a pretty cool crossover brew uh, with Bad Birdie. It's a nice ale. You're going to love it. I had, a, I had a, a can of it the other day. It's fantastic. You can't go wrong with it. You can also check out their, their uh, 8th Street Pub. Also, this is, this is on the low low. Are you a big barbecue guy? Yeah, I mean, I, of course I am. I, I'm huge, trying to stay away from it. Huge but, barbecue guy. Over you know, here. I'm trying to, you know. We know. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, they actually have a little thing going on here, and we'll announce it shortly, but they got a little barbecue competition coming up that they're going to uh, collaborate with another brand on, and it's going to be pretty epic. Well, so. well, save me the meat. Just send uh, me the food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can check it out. You can check out all their, their stuff at fourpeaks.com. Uh, check out their 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 online stuff. It's, they're fantastic, like I said. Uh, may, make sure you drink responsibly, and then you must be 21 or over as well. All right. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the Suns in general, but let's talk about two individuals because I think both of them have taken turns with uh, with some pretty epic nights in KD and Book. They, you know, their their scoring has been phenomenal. Uh, last night, KD did his thing in Brooklyn. Uh, the night before that, it, it, you know, it was, it was Book. Actually, it was a kind of a – it was spread out between Book, KD, and Beal. And then before that, it was Book, two games in a row with over 40, 50 points. Um, I just think that those two have, have found a groove. Uh, Devin was kind of going through it in December, uh, trying to find that groove, find, find that rhythm. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like he has found it, and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty – it's going to be pretty cool to see if this can last all season long and, and them taking turns of kind of taking the torch. I definitely feel like they have identified when each other is on or off and when to defer to the others in those cases. Yeah, and then they have an insurance policy. And I want people to understand this. You know, Bradley Beal does not look like the Bradley Beal I know he is. Mm-hmm. And if you follow the NBA – you would know this. Dude led the league in scoring two years. Understand this now. <clears throat> Bradley Beal, average over 30. Oh, I know. I'm waiting for that Bradley Beal to show years. up. But it's hard for him to show up when he's with Devin and KD. And I think that's the key, right? So what I'm saying to you is the insurance policy is, and he's trying to think about it. He's not taking a ton of shots. He could take shots. He's dribbling the ball up the court. Bradley Beal, if he wanted to, could just say forget it and go for it. And he did against the Lakers a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now he's trying to win, man. Like, it, it, when you get a – like, Bradley Beal, he's got generational money, okay? Money's not an issue. Ever since he's come into the league, man, this dude has tried to play the right way. I've watched him. Uh, I just never thought he and John Wall mixed well together. Mm. I thought initially John Wall was trying to prove he was better than him instead of just being his teammate. That's just my opinion. And I think Bradley Beal struggled with that. And I used to comment on that doing particular entities that I worked for at the time in that, you know, Bradley Beal is is unselfish to a fault. And I think that's where he is right now, but he's the insurance policy. If one one of those guys are off, that's when he can take over. And I think that's the part that they're learning right now. I know Devin and KD, as you said, they figured it out because mm-hmm. they're the like combustible ones at a high level. And then Bradley Beal's there and he's saying, okay, when when can I do this? And we've seen him do it in stretches mm-hmm. during this run they've been on where he's hit big shots and he's taken upon himself, get to the rim. He's as good as anybody in the league at getting to the rim. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing, Suns fans, you don't know to a high level. That dude can get to the rim on anybody. Yeah. Anyone. And he finishes strong. But it's kind of difficult right now with Nurk in there. Nurk takes up half the court with his big body to be able to navigate, to be able to how you're going to get to the rim. But he's going to figure it out. He truly is. And that guy's going to win playoff games. Well, and let me ask you this. So Flex made a good point last night. He said, you know, when you're playing a different team every single night, it's one thing because you got to constantly adjust and and every team is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. When we get into a seven game series, do you think the, the Bradley Beal experience will go to another level because he will be able to figure it out through one or two games because he will kind of set in to what the other team's trying to do? Without a doubt. Like the Suns right now sit in the sixth position, right? So they'll be playing either the Clippers or what Denver. If it ended today, right? I think it's the Clippers. Okay. But I love the position that we're in. It's kind of funny, right? Because you can be manipulative, but the league was really smart in adding what? The 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 play-in tournament, mm. right? Because now if you do fall to seven to try to be strategic, you got to play an extra game or two. Mm. 
to be able to get into the main thing, right? So you're kind of stuck. You got a conundrum, right? So you don't see the Suns doing something like that, like not wanting to play Denver or the Clippers, but wanting to go into the play-in so they could play either Minnesota or Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So that's the conundrum right now that you're in when you're outside of that fourth spot without home court advantage. And that should be a goal for the Suns to get that, at least that fourth spot. Uh, because, you know, you just don't know who you might wind up playing in that situation. So, yeah, it's it, it's kind of weird. But, you know, if you had to take a pick, you know, obviously if you're the Suns, you want to play teams that's not that experienced in Minnesota and Oklahoma City, all due respect to their talent. But come playoff time, I'll take those three guys in the seven-game series any day of the week because mm-hmm. you're right. It's going to slow down. Uh, things are going to be different. And I'll say this, and people might think I'm, you know, well, I don't think all people would think this. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt last year, we'd have beat the Nuggets. I'm telling you, we'd have beat them. We would have beaten them, man, if he did not get hurt. Yeah. You don't believe that? No, I, I don't believe that's ever going to be the case. Well, 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 no, no, no. Well, well, of course, death taxes and Chris Paul getting hurt. No, in the no, playoffs. no. Well, I, I agree with that. No, I'm not. De- I'm not denying that. But sure. what I'm saying is, game two, we were up. Yeah, he was rolling. Came home, won both games. Like we were a matchup that gave them issues. I would say no because when Devin Booker got hurt, I felt well, like at that- the end too. Well, I'm saying health. Obviously, health had to be good. Okay. All but, things, but, but, everybody was right, healthy. Everybody. I, I think it would have gone seven you, for we, sure. We, we would have got him. Okay. We would have got right. him. Because offensively, they couldn't, they, they struggled. They, defensively, they struggled with us. They really did. And so, and can, do, you, do you think KD's going to be off like he was at times? You know? No. And those were, he was missing wide open shots. Yeah. No, I know. So, that's how close it was. Now, I'm not taking away from Denver. Hey, they, they won. They went on one title. So good for them. They deserved it. They earned it. But what I'm saying is if if I'm looking at the team, I'm like, you know, that they didn't scare me to that level is what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how close we are, but we got we to gotta stay healthy, obviously, as everybody has to. Knock on wood. <laughs> and uh, – <laughs> and uh, yeah. that was kind of soft. That wasn't wood. Uh, <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Let's not go there, okay? Please. <laughs> All right. All right. You All know right. what? You have such a. <laughs> Don't even try it, man. Don't even try it. You have we have we have been around a, each other for too you long. Have for such you such a morbid mind. Don't even try it, Eddie. You have Come such on, a man. morbid mind, All right. man. All right. I mean, really, I mean. <laughs> well, I can help you with that morbid mind uh, <laughs> yeah. by going oh, to OGsBrands.com. Oh, oh, I, I had a gummy. The what? Seriously? Oh, what, like like a real gummy or like are you just toying with my emotions right now? I had a gummy the other okay. day. Okay, all right. And? My good friend, well, it wasn't the kind of gummy that you have. But okay. it, was it was a, a probiotic. It was a mushroom. <laughs> it was a mushroom gummy. Oh, oh, damn. You went to the you went to like the dark dark side. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it was to help uh, my 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 buddy, uh, you know, who is getting ready to start a company. Okay. Uh, play golf with him. Uh, he's he's a good, very good friend. Uh, very big time Suns fan. Uh, How'd you I, feel? That's all I'm gonna leave that with. Uh, I it was for memory and focus. Okay. And the, it must have worked with the focus because I I played excellent golf. <laughs> there we go. Now the memory I, I don't know. That. <laughs> well, that could just be you know the age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they also have one for like blood pressure. They have different like. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so I'm I'm I might you know. We actually had a big J- guinea pig. Jake Jake Plummer was in here the other day, and he was talking about the whole mushroom game, and that was pretty interesting. I've never. I didn't know as much as he taught us that day about like the mushroom game, and uh, it's a. Uh, and I it, eat a lot of mushrooms different. anyway, so yeah. I felt like <laughs> it's a little different when you're eating it with your food. Yeah, but 
<laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I like that you're experimenting. Eddie, look at you. That's growth, man. You can experiment with some OGs uh, by going to OGsBrands.com. They got the best uh, the best edibles in the game. All the cannabis products you could you could ever want to eat in an edible. Uh, the RSOs. You got the Happy Bounce gummies. The Sleepy Time gummies. They got a gummy for just about everything that you would like to do. Uh, you want to pick your energy up? They got that. And the Sativas. You want to kind of just kind of chill out and calm down? Get the Indicas. You're covered no matter what. Go to OGsBrands.com. Find the nearest dispensary closest to you. And remember, you must be 21 and over to enjoy as well. All right. Uh, my boy, Josh Akogi, and he is my boy, regardless of what Lindsey Smith wants to say. Uh, Josh is uh, one of my favorite players on the team. Uh, I was a little disappointed that he started off the season struggling so much from three because it it kind of prevented him from being able to play as much as uh, he should have. And But it's he's starting to get back into the lineup. He's been playing at a high level. Defensively, you can't deny the impact that he has. Um, I also thought, and I wanted to get your perspective because as an NBA player, there are things that sometimes we all forget you guys have access to or you guys receive um, in, on a day-to-day basis. So like per diem, for instance. And he had a pretty cool per diem story right here. You pull up to Portland, I think. It was like a little 10-day road trip. So our per diem was looking at it. Probably got like 2K. And, you know, being a rookie, you know, T's always look out like, give me some of the bread for his per diem. D-Rose, some of the guys that give me some of the bread for the per diem. T used to always play his game on the road. But this specific trip, he forgot his game at home. So he said, J-O, can you go to the store and can you go give me a uh, Xbox and then give me 2K and then give me Madden and I need a controller too. And I'm like, all right, I got you, bro. Yeah. He gave me the whole per diem. I go to uh, GameStop. I'm looking at all the different uh, games and I'm like, <laughs> look at that used one right there. <laughs> I said, let me get that used Xbox. I'm like, the got an Xbox at home. <laughs> Fuck does he need a new one so for? You know what I'm saying? He just need one for the for the trip. But he gave you two bands, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Did. did you get to use games too? Oh, they was new games. Oh, was new games. Go to my room. Five minutes later, call me. Jo, you gave me a used Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, you said you just needed something to play on the road. He was like, bro, I gave you two bands. Yeah. He's like, all right, bro. All right, bro. Get on the bus tomorrow. Hey, Jay, man. You can't believe it, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the mad shit he could have said to me. He waited till we got on the bus where everybody was like, oh, man, yo, we just going to have to popcorn this car. <laughs> now I'm sad as fucking hand. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> uh, that's just, uh, man, I love, I love seeing Jo like this, man. And if you haven't had a chance, you should check out the Five Two O uh, Club Five Two O podcast. It's a fan. That episode by itself, I listened to the whole thing last night. I, I was laughing Send so many different times. I, I got you, that. I got you. But you know, per diem on the road. Have you ever ever had anything like that? No, not like that. But I understand what Jo is talking about. Uh-huh. Like when I was a rookie. You know, that's back in the 80s, man. It was a little bit different. Uh, But they used to send – they would wake me up one in the morning. They'd all get back in because I'm trying to make the team. Like, second-round pick, at that time, you know, contracts aren't guaranteed. I'm focused. I'm trying to steal jobs. These guys, older players, I'm going after their heart, man. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nothing's going to mess me up. But they'll get back. We were traveling preseason – I get a phone call to my room. You know, there's no cell phones then. Uh, I get a phone call to my room, wake me up. Hey, Eddie, get up. I'm like, who? Uh, it was like, it was Sam Lacey, okay? Sam Lacey, Ernie Grunfeld. Yeah, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Get up. <laughs> okay, I'm up. I'm up. All right, how much money you got? Go down, go down to the vending machine. All right, I want two Sprites. I want... I want to get me whatever cookies, whatever's in the machine. <laughs> All of us in the room right now. So it's about five or six veterans in there. They must have been there gambling and drinking. And they like, bring, bring all, anything out of the damn machine, bring it. I'm like, well, I don't have that much, you know, that much money. And at that time, I'm tight. That per diem we were getting, I'm tight with my money. That's mm-hmm. all I'm making right now. It, nothing else yeah. is guaranteed. <laughs> Go down there and get it. I'm like, what? I'm, all right, rookie. Whatever you got, go get it. So I get up. I go to the machine. I'm like, you know, got my shorts on. I'm sleepy because at that time, man, I needed 10 hours sleep because I was so hyped and and running all the time. I just need my body was tired. Mm -hmm. I'm at the machine. 
and I'm putting money in quarters in. I got all this stuff, man. So it was so much stuff. I had to go back to the room, get a bag, came back, and I'm putting stuff in the bag. And I'm talking about like 10 or 12 sodas. I'm, I, I, I probably, I don't know, spent 40, 50 bucks, you know, at that time. Oh, stuff yeah. Stuff was cheap. That was like four or five So I'm down. putting stuff in, and I'm putting it in the bag. And all of a sudden, the rest of the guys, I'm the only one that did not go out, okay? So all of a sudden, the rest of the guys are coming in, and it's this commotion. And they drunk, and they talking loud. Then the other guys hear them. They come out of the room. And here I am in the hallway with them, and I got this big bag of stuff, and I and and op- one a door opens up, and I see this face come out of the door. It was Cotton, and I'm standing there like this, and I got this whole big bag full of stuff, <laughs> and he he looks at me. Okay. And he closes the door. Oh, no. I'm like, really? (laughs) Here I am trying to make this scene, man. Man, I went back to my room, man. I was so distraught. I was like, this man going to cut me. I I just didn't, you know, because he couldn't touch these other guys. Yeah. I gave him the stuff, went to my room, man. I got up the next day. He looked at me. We went three a days. Mm. Three a days? Three. Oof. Two straight days. Oh my goodness. We went through he made us practice. It was a nine o'clock tape. Then we had to go. We left to go. We came back at one tape. Then came back at night and scrimmaged. Damn. All night. Damn. And oh he, he blamed me. For rookies, you don't do that. You don't I what was I gonna do? I couldn't tell on them. Yeah, you couldn't say no. No. Couldn't tell on them, man. I ate it, man. And you know what? The fact that I ate it, they loved me. Like, they re- they helped me. I mean, Sam Lacey, Ernie Grunfeld, Josie Merriweather, Reggie King, uh, Phil Ford. Mm. I was their rookie, man. Like, okay. they grabbed me, man. That was one of the reasons I made the team, mm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, it, you, you go through that stuff with veterans, That's man. Awesome. That's they awesome. put you through it, man. But <laughs> those guys, man, if it wasn't for those guys, I don't know. I, I would have I made the NBA. Yeah. I'm confident that if it wasn't with them, I would have went somewhere and made it. I might have had to go through a journey to get there because, you know, they had the Continental Basketball Association there and all of that. And I was undersized. I was drafted as a power forward. Because I played power forward at the University of Illinois, where I'm in the Hall of Fame at the University of Illinois. It took them two damn years too long to put me in there. I should have been the first. You hear me? Line not faithful. I should have been the first. Name anybody out of the University of Illinois that put up better numbers than me. Mm-hmm. I left as the all-time leading scorer, all-time leading rebounder. And I've scored more points in the NBA than any person out of the University of Illinois. And it took you two extra years to put me in. You got to be lucky I'm wearing this right now. (laughs) Whoa. All right. I didn't know Illinois was going to catch a stray. Man, you're a little salty about that. put my boy Mark Smith in. He was the the second all-time leading scorer when I left. What are you waiting on? And by the way, University of Illinois basketball team is really good this year. They are. They are pretty good. I'm this watching. Year. <laughs> I'm watching. All right. Oh. <laughs> you know, I say whatever I, I want I on this podcast. I didn't realize you were going to take that. that, I told, that, when, that I, when I turned when I turned fifty, I said to myself, Eddie, you're always going to be respectful, mm-hmm. but you're not taking nothing from no fans, no people. Anything. If they want to go at me, I'm going back at you. Water boys, couch potatoes, stoops, all my, those are my three main words. I'm not taking it anymore. Not eating it. Ain't nobody going to do anything to me. Okay. I don't think anybody's trying to, but that's cool. 
Right. Look at that little feisty right there. Whoever is the gummy out also, here. I listen. Everybody's <laughs> killing it in the chat. I really do appreciate you, Charles Coulter, making some good uh, comments, and you know, Soul Collector, and all these other people. Ted offensive. I appreciate you guys all tuning in. Uh, but who's the rando? They gave us the thumbs down on this video. What did we say that you did not like? Come on. Some, man. Sometimes people like to mess with the, like Coyotes crew. Like they'll have like three dislikes because their fans think it's funny. It's just so random. Like why? You had a super. You had a super. There's two. Oh, you, let's. You didn't oh, even, yeah. I didn't even see that. Okay, well, let's get to the super chat real quick before we get to the next topic. Uh, by Psycho Blue, two of them. Appreciate you, Psycho Blue. Uh, that's your boy, Psycho Blue. That's yeah. the one you hooked up. Uh, Ten dollars super chat. Uh, rebounding and finishing with size will be the priority. I see the Clippers more like the Lions than the Cowboys. The Knicks are the Cowboys of the oh, NBA. Dan Campbell. Oh God, man. What do you think about that? I mean, this dude, man. I I like him. I li- I like. He epitomizes I, Detroit. I appreciate I like how him. he went about I, it. I, I like him as a coach. Stop. Mm. Come on, man. Take the points, man. That's what he's been doing all season, though. And he's been losing them games, too. I want to know what his percentage is when he does it. Like, stop, man. Take the points. It's not about him. They were Those pl- it, 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 you know what? That's why they should get rid of field goal kickers. If you don't have confidence in them <laughs> little guys that like to kick the ball, just get rid of them. <laughs> Just get rid of them then. Punt oh, it. Man. Play four downs. Wow. Play four downs or punt. All right. The next, <laughs> but next. he's on the team, so let him kick the three. You go up two possessions. You go up three possessions. You're trying to make the Super Bowl. And you're freaking you're, you're freaking going fourth and six. EJ. You got six yards and you're on fourth down. Kick the freaking field goal. EJ. No biscuit, no biscuit. Listen, listen, EJ, you know how this goes. You know when the avalanche has started and that it's damn hard to stop it when it starts. And that second half for the 49ers, they were on that avalanche mode and the Lions couldn't do anything to stop Make it. Make it hard, though. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Psycho Blue, $20 super <laughs> chat. What is wrong with you, man? What is, what's wrong with me, man? I'm okay Your with Your man hey, is always you, in the gutter. You dude. got, you got to, what? You, you take analogies and you. What are you talking about? Yeah, whatever. Don't, don't play. He, you know, he knows. He knows. He's even about. confused. I, I don't even know no what just happened. What he, I said, make it hard, though. You, I mean, I, dude, I'm talking no, about sports, I was just sports, disagreeing man. with you. I wasn't even talking about that. Look at your mind in the gutter. Jeez. Damn. Just the assumption. $20 super chat by Psycho Blue. I've worked with the inner city teens for 10 years, and I'm a firm believer of redemption once the debt to society is paid. Whatever happens, I hope uh, M- Miles Bridges turns his life around and redeems himself. And that's what everybody should hope for. Instead of hoping for, oh, he should be, you know, that's what you hope for. Because the word perfect is a lie. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Sheck West, uh, if you don't know him, he's a he's a famous rapper. Uh, he had uh, he had different versions of perfect, and it was a tiered system. I want to hear what you think about this. I'll put basketball into like three tiers. Mortals, who are like humans, like plumbers and so-and-so. Then there's naturals. Like you have to be naturally good at this. It's just like freestyling. And then there's the supernatural. Like give me an example of these three. Who's a plumber? Matt Ryan. Duncan Robinson. You can train yourself to, to be, be like Yeah, that. like Duncan Robinson is good, but the measurements are like, normal. I might see that at Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah. But the talent, that shooting, is different. Who's tier two? A natural like a bobo. Like he go hoop, like he's just a hooper. Like he's naturally talented. Like it just come to him. With a little extra work, he's gonna be supernatural. Yeah, like can't write. can't write a supernatural. Right, right, right. And on every team, this is what is supernatural. Whoa, this Giannis man, who's this guy? This guy is seven foot talking like this. Kevin Durant is like the supernatural. Oh, supernatural. Yeah, you know, he's the most supernatural. He's not at all. Like, yes, like, yeah, man. bro. Like, cause he defies the odds. No. It's like it's like gravity. You got Jokic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her, yeah. 30 triple I don't really, oh yeah, yeah, they come, they play the talk, yeah. He's super. Supernatural. What a Wimby and Chet? Supernatural. They Wimby. natural, then it's get to a point where you see Wimby have 40 points and 20 rebounds, you'll be like, whoa, what is he on? Uh, tiered system. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like, uh, I think they made good points, uh, except for that. That, that second tier I, uh, to use all uh, of all players. I appreciate Bull Bull. He has physical gifts uh, and and he hasn't yet maximized those gifts yet. But I don't know if I would have put him in tier two quite yet. 
But, you know, that was a pretty interesting thing. I wanted to get your perspective on that. What did you think about Sheck West? You know, Sheck West can ball, by the way. I don't know if you know that. He's he's played at a pretty high level. I think he played semi-pro, too. Like, he he, he can play. He played semi-pro? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you think he wanted to play pro? Oh, probably. And he didn't. <laughs> he was a, he was a, he was a normal. No, he's not even normal because he didn't make it. <laughs> he's a buster. That's the level he should have had. Like if you like, this is the thing I try to tell people. You're gonna make these levels, and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna talk about people like Duncan Robinson. All of, you're gonna talk about them then you need to create a fourth level. Buster, you. But wait, 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 time out. No, no, no. That means every single person that's never played in the NBA is a buster. No, it means anybody that sits there on a podcast and rips other guys is a buster. Just like a water boy is not like, you're not a water boy. Like, it's a lot of guys that follow me on social networking that never played in the NBA. They're not water boys. Okay. They're not couch potatoes. They do the effort to find out about the game. They have strategic good arguments, and I respect them, and I respond to them. Mm -hmm. No, it's the ones that sit there, and they're going to create levels, okay? (laughs) That's the part. That's the problem I have. (laughs) About 450 guys play in the NBA. Mm -hmm. It is one of the hard – got an easier time winning the freaking lottery than making the NBA. This is true. This is a very there's a very true fact. It is that difficult. I try to tell young people this all the time. Like, if you're gonna try to grow up and think that you're gonna make the league and not do all your other stuff, education is the most important thing you're ever gonna achieve in your life because it's gonna follow you forever and you're gonna be judged on it. So you gotta get it, okay? Because that's your fallback. Mm-hmm. That's why I got my degree, okay? I got my degree, okay, in four and a half years. I got my degree because I knew I had to fall back on something. All right? So all I'm saying is when they start to criticize professional athletes, these guys. I don't think they were criticizing, though. When you put them on levels, you're criticizing. Listen, man, that's just the Because the, the, the third level is a negative level. The, the, the bottom level was a – the bottom level is – Ah, you just got lucky. You in the league. You can't play. No, I don't think that's what they said. They said basically you you you're just a normal guy, but you put in the work to be able to be at that caliber. But if Duncan Robinson got both of them fools on the court, he'd kill them. I he, I don't think they're saying that they he wouldn't. Oh, but I don't like the levels. I don't okay. I don't All like right. them putting okay. guys All on right. levels because what they're doing is they're saying, okay, you're not nowhere near as good as that guy. You're down here. When you're not in the league, everybody is a supernatural level above you. Now, if that's Dr. J sitting there doing that, okay. Hmm. If that's Shaq sitting there doing that, okay. But if that's Buster Rhymes, what's his name? <laughs> Shaq West. Shaq West. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're saying like you're saying like Espo can't like Espo can't say that Kevin Durant is better than Bull Bull. No, he can say that. But what I'm saying is you can't put them on levels and then you're sitting there like you some kind of authority oh on the level. <laughs> on the level, man. Like, how are you the authority on the, on on putting guys on a level? It's obvious the great players, right? It's mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. Okay. But then when you start going downward, it's almost saying like, like, you know, guys that are like stars, but they're not superstars, right? In people's eyes. So how could you how could you judge a guy and say, well, he's just a star, but he's not a superstar? But this guy that's a star is averaging 26. You get me? Like that that's that's no, that's not you're not supposed to be able to do that. And then take it down a third level and say, well, you know, he's you know, he, 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 no way. He's just lucky to be in the league. I, I, would, I don't like it. I don't I, care. Okay, I get don't it. Don't like it. I don't like dudes sitting up, putting guys. Now, you can describe a guy and say, man, that guy's great. This guy, he's better than him. Okay, fine. But when you sit there and try to all of a sudden create <laughs> levels and you didn't make it, 
Listen. You just said he played semi-pro. Yeah, you I just, just said that he's a good player. Go ahead, go ahead Yeah, Jacob. he played in the French B-League. He averaged 1.3 points a game. Jeez. All right. Well, listen. I watched the whole How, how many points he have? 1.3. Duncan Robinson would Career like high him. of four. Duncan Robinson would light him up. He's sitting there on the podcast with a coat on. It must be cold where they are. <laughs> They're in New York. Of course it's cold. I, and listen, I, and I like this. New York fans, so trust me in that. I, if I had to pick one area of the country where I would say they're basketball knowledgeable, it's Chicago and New York. Mm. I wouldn't pick L.A. L.A. because there's so much, there's too much stuff to do. It's too distracted. You know, in the in the in the big time cities, you you don't have much of a choice. You know, it's below zero. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's yeah. New York, Chicago. Listen, I used to believe that too. I used to believe that too. They're and I'm not saying I'm not saying that the knowledge Philadelphia uh, knowledge. I, I, I'm not saying that the knowledge isn't there at all. I'm not saying that, but I did start to question my judgment. And my boy Flex is about to catch a stray when he said that when he played pickup basketball, uh, they would oftentimes run zone playing pickup basketball. Have you ever run a zone playing pickup basketball? Eddie? We didn't even guard anybody. So they were smart. At least they tried to play defense. <laughs> we, well, guard? What what will guard somebody for? Go, pick hey, up man, ball? Man, because go. you don't want to get you don't you don't want to lose and then sit out for like two and a half, three hours. Can I let you in on a secret? No, you never lost. Uh, fool, I'm not losing. <laughs> Do you know what he do? Well, us normals have to fucking work hard and we have to try and do what we got to do. Why? People who can't criticize people. Because I can leave them open. I know they're going to break a couple. When I was young, I don't even think I missed. Oh just, that was just nasty. My shot was just nasty. Uh, nah. Leo Barrientos uh, with the Super Chat says, who so far is looking like a Dan Marley Hustle Award nominee? It's hard to ever get it over to Kogi if you're on the sun. It is. It's just because that's the role that he plays. So, you know, that's the tough part. Uh, So I don't don't know, you know, because it's a Dan Marley award. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Kogi plays that role. uh, So it's just hard. The only other one, the only other one that I could kind of see maybe. If he gets, if he continues to play at this level, um, would maybe be Drew Eubanks because he gets. No, a I would physical. say Nurk. I would say Nurk then before him. Why? Because Nurk is the one out there getting all the damn rebounds. That's true, but Nurk is also. I mean, like, but, but he's getting all I the rebounds. Nurk. He's blocking more shots than anybody. Okay. So I mean, think about it. Like I, I hear what you're saying because because he's in that position. But Dan Marley doesn't view himself as that role player. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He doesn't view himself as that role player. Oh, yeah, no, he views himself he, as a guy that made an All Star team. He make an All Star team, mm-hmm. you know, guy that make an All Defensive team. The guy that would play thirty five minutes, mm-hmm. take a ton of shots. Dan Marley doesn't make it. He doesn't view himself as a role guy. <laughs> that's that's why that that award has a conundrum to it. You know. Okay. All right. I get you. Well, there is a guy out there in the league that I feel like is always disrespected and and always always gives you the hustle on a night to night basis. Has done that for over a decade, um, and I wanted to bring him up because I feel like this little clip that I saw kind of encap- encapsulates what Russell Westbrook is all about. I got. I want to give a shout out to Russ though, because I feel like you know what I'm saying. Like he don't get enough credit for what he what you know what I'm saying. Like I do love the game too, man, bro. Think about how the Lakers fans was trying to make it all about him. They record the same, man. And he gone. And now he over here doing this thing. And then he's showing that that he for the team. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, to take himself out of the equation and say, I come off the bench and do this and that. Like, that's all selfless behavior. Why that ain't getting shined more Shine on? Down. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were so busy trying to dog my G out and talk about him. But, like, he just did some huge shit. For somebody in his shoes to be what he is, to to have the accolades and the success he's had, and then to just say, I come off the bench and just take all the pressure off everything. Like, I don't think that got enough credit for what he did and the way he did it. And then to see the results, they turned that shit around and they hooping. And now where is all of that talk? Amen. 
Like, listen, Russell Westbrook has has been dragged quite a bit uh, over the course of his career, uh, and a lot of it was undeserved. And the reason why, you know, especially in L.A., was, you know, obviously the narrative of he's the cancer there and, you know, it, it, this is LeBron's team and blah, 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 right? Uh, but it also happened in OKC, and he just has never – he's never been embraced the way he should have been, I feel like, because – Maybe he just doesn't look the part. You know, he looks like he might be an aggressive guy. He looks like he might be too, you know, emotional or whatever. I think Russell Westbrook has always played with a lot of passion. I I think that he's the kind of guy that you would love to have on your team in terms of hustle, effort, the whole nine yards. Like he's the one that's going to set that example. Now, has he has he been inconsistent in times in terms of like not knowing when to turn down a shot? Uh, and, you know, kind of, you know, taking too many at times. Sure. And I think that was kind of a knock on him for stretches of his of his career. But overall, I just don't understand, like, why people ha- have gravitated to try and take down Russell Westbrook when he's genuinely one of the better players and one of the better people in the NBA. Because he doesn't take any junk from anybody. Yeah. You get these people out there, man, they don't like the fact that you know, Russell does not back down from anybody, including fans. Uh, he'll say what he wants to say, and it bothers them. So it's personal. It's past basketball. Mm-hmm. Because if you just look at the basketball aspect, and they don't even want to believe stuff that they hear. Like, and LeBron gets this too, in his own way. Uh, but they don't even want to believe the stuff that they hear. Like, for years, Russ is a great teammate. They didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They pushed back on it. Uh, Russ decided that, you know, told Coach Lou, look, bring me off the bench. No, he didn't really do that. They're just trying to protect him. They really told him he was going to do it, but they're trying to make him look good. It's just always like they don't want to accept the man for what he is. And what he is – it's only two players, and it's a, it's a number of players, but I would say the top two players that I've seen play this game that I can honestly say rarely took a playoff, okay? That's Carl Malone and Russell Westbrook. I, 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 t- I, I played against Carl Malone, man, probably more times than any other player that I played against. I never saw him not run hard. I'm not kidding you. I never, this dude ran hard every time. Hmm. Like he battled every time. And Russell is the same way. He's from a different ilk, man. Like he fights you. And he, he like again, word perfect is a lie, people. Of course he has his issues, okay, as we all do. There ain't nothing wrong with you, something wrong with you. But the the great parts of him way overlap what you might look at as a bad part. Yeah. I got into it yesterday. Call a call in on, on a radio show, Sirius XM NBA radio, uh, NBA today show four to seven Eastern time. Matter of fact, we got Joe Dumars coming on. So I encourage people to go and uh, check out that interview uh, with Joe Dumars uh, on our show today. Uh, he's going to be really talking about obviously uh, the 65 game situation. Oh yeah. Where players are complaining. Oh, and yeah. so we're gonna have him on today. Uh but you know, these guys, they got they just gotta understand, man, that, you know, respect people. We and, and, and I think Russ is is he's not in that space. And and I think Russ has done a tremendous job, man. Uh, done a tremendous job. I'm just tired of people just, you know, Ripping on guys because they don't quote unquote not like them. What who cares? Just yeah. critique their basketball. Like now, if their actions are hurting the team, okay. Like Kyrie, a couple of years ago, I thought his actions was was hurting his team. Mm-hmm. Okay. But to nitpick on their on their personality. Like and LeBron epitomizes it. Like nitpick on his personality. No nitpick on his ball. Like nitpick on his ball. I mean, we've heard he's a great leader. Okay, uh, we've heard that he shows up to play. Nitpick on that. Lakers stink right now. Okay, 
but just the personal stuff, man. And Westbrook is, he's gotten it, man, from, mm-hmm. from people. And it, it bothers me uh, because everything I hear about him is great. Yeah. No, I, 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 exactly my sentiments as well. Uh, Q, uh, I think he put it perfectly in terms of encapsulating the differences uh, in, in different fan bases and how people perceive uh, an individual without really understanding um, the individual and really taking in what other people say about that individual guys, his teammates, you know, uh, the organizations that have had him in there. Um, he's always been highly regarded. You know what I mean? And so I, I just don't understand it. And I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I did feel like, you know, listen, uh, right. It, it, especially during the losing streak that the Suns had or, the, you know, the ups and downs, there's been times where people are questioning body language. Um, you know, obviously Woj had that thing to say about KD and saying that he's unhappy. Well, nobody's going to be happy when you're losing. And we've addressed that. Oh, and I just felt like this was a perfect example of why. Water boy comment. Exactly. And I just thought this was a perfect example of like, don't believe everything that you you hear on 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 some of these media places and some of these comments and stuff Especially like that. Especially now, because everybody look, look at us. So we can't be hypocrites. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody got it, and it's a race. <laughs> it's a race to what be relevant. Yeah. So we we get it. Sure. It's a race to be relevant, but it's like AAU. It's a race to be an AAU coach. It's a race to develop players, but it shouldn't be a race to be a yes man. And don't raise the kid right in the game of basketball to where his talent is affected when he gets to the highest levels because you didn't teach him a damn thing. Love it. Yeah. That's the issue. You know, so if you're going to be in that position, at least study the game, at least know what you're saying, don't be vindictive, and don't be trying to find clickbait just to get the uh, attention of a weekly amount of views. You know, to me, you're just selling yourself when you do that. You know, and then that that's the part that bothers me. Like Shannon Sharp got what, I don't know, gazillion views for the Cat Williams interview. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Like, interview somebody of, you know, that people are gonna gravitate to. You know? I mean, be able to have a podcast and have good subjects to talk about, like we do. That's why you that's why you tune in every week, because you like to see Eddie carry people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. My back hurt too, man. It's because you swing the golf club a little funky. That's why. No, I'd be quite honest. (laughs) How'd you play last week? I shot low 80s. Did you really? I just saw you what your goal is. You're trying to get to that five handicap, huh? Yeah. I got to get to five. I've gotten as low. I've gotten to low as seven, I think. That's what I tweeted out yesterday. Yeah. Right now you're at a what? Eight? Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. Nine. Well, good luck with that. Oh, I'll get down. You missed our putting party last week, by the way, which was fantastic. Was it? it was at Putting World. This is nice. Is that the one over in uh, Scottsdale, yeah, Florida? Yeah, right by the TPC. Scottsdale. That's nice. Huh? Oh, man, it was fantastic. It was, it's a big place, huh? It was our best event we've ever had so far, and I encourage you all to come out to more of our events. We had a watch party last night. We had about 30 people sitting together watching the game last night. It was a fantastic event. Uh, we have a takeover coming up on the 14th uh, as the Suns take on the Pistons. Uh, and Monty Williams has returned to the Valley. So you can come check it out. Free food, free drink. You get your tickets, lower-level tickets. It's a good time. Maybe you can meet EJ after the game. Who knows? We'll see. But, uh, you know, take some time. Go to uh, gophnx.com slash events and uh, find out all our cool stuff that we got going on. We got a lot of great things coming up this this year. Uh, for Eddie, uh, I'm Saul. We appreciate you guys joining us. You can follow my man at JumpShot8 on Twitter you can, and on Instagram. Uh, his, he's pretty good on Instagram. If you guys didn't know, you should check it out. Uh, his, his story last week was pretty good at the golf course. Uh, you can check me out at Saul underscore Bookman on both as well. And you can follow the pod at PHNX underscore Suns. Until next time, we love y'all. Peace. Peace.